Hello, this is Dr. Dominique Hill. I'm the Associate Program Director for St. Mary Mercy Hospital Emergency Medicine Residency. And this morning, I have the pleasure of having Michelle Mosia, our Senior Emergency Department Director, as well as my Program Director, Dr. Hope Ring, who's going to be talking to us today about our new Level 1 ASEP Senior Department Accreditation. Thank you, ladies, for joining us this morning. Thank you, Dominique. Thank you, Dominique. Um, this, we recently got our geriatric level one senior ER um, accreditation. And I was thinking about doing a podcast to explain what that means, because no one really knows what that means. So we have Michelle Masia, who has been instrumental in developing our senior ED and then um, getting her level one senior accreditation. So I want to say first thank you, Michelle, for doing all of that hard work to get us where we are. Now, Michelle, tell us, what is a geriatric level one accreditation? What is that? Well, I'd just like to give you uh, the, the audience a background first. In 2014, the Geriatric Emergency Department guidelines were published, and these were published by four national organizations, the American College of Emergency Physicians, the Emergency Nurses Association, American Geriatric Society, and also the Society of Academic Emergency Medicine. And they came together to look at how can we improve care of the older adult in the emergency center. From that, there was a spinoff. They, they said that based on receiving some support from West Health and the John A. Hartford Foundation, they created three levels of accreditation so that you can show that you know how to take care of the unique care of the older adults because one size doesn't fit all in the emergency department. So there's three levels of accreditation. Level one is the gold standard and for you to be considered a level one accredited emergency department, you have showcased that you've put in policies and procedures and protocol that really elevates the care of the older adult and you've showed that you have improved clinical outcomes on this population that has complex needs due to their complexity of conditions. Okay, Michelle, great. Um, I think this is an amazing thing for them to come out with this because we, our population is getting to the point where we have so many elderly patients in, within this in department and we really want to do the best care we can for them. All right, Michelle, um, who does this accreditation? Tell us a little bit more. How, like, who came to you? Who, how did you go through the steps of this? Okay, so the, uh, it was a, emergency medicine actually mm -hmm. put this together, American College of Emergency Physicians. Uh, they were the ones that created the guidelines. And then we became very interested in it because we've had our senior ER, that's our trademark here at St. Joe Mercy Health System, since 2010. Mm -hmm. So when they published those guidelines, we did a side-by-side -side comparison to see how we match mm -hmm. up with this premier care and we saw that we were doing that. So when the accreditation came out, we decided by looking at all the criterion that we actually met the level of level one, the gold standard. So did they come and do a site visit? They actually did. We actually had to submit a proposal mm -hmm. and they have certain criterion that mm -hmm. you have to meet. Mm -hmm. And then they go over your application. We did have three phone calls with them. Mm -hmm. They're outstanding to speak mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And then they said that they would come out and also evaluate mm -hmm. our processes, our mm -hmm. protocols. They mm -hmm. wanted to talk to people, uh, our own staff, you know, what we were doing and that was a full day uh, well 
almost a full day site visit that they came here and then we learned about a week later that they did grant us level one. That's amazing and all the hard work that went into that and the fact that they came and actually look at our ED and make sure that what we put on paper is what we're actually doing. But to get to the nitty gritty here, how does this improve care? Why do we care? Well, we care because uh, many of you take care of older adults. Mm -hmm. We know our older population is increasing. They have unique needs, mm -hmm. and we need to pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. Many of them are on multiple medications mm -hmm. that can cause them adverse event. They have visual problems. Mm -hmm. They have physical functional problems. They have cognitive have problems. We have to recognize mm -hmm. all that in that older population, especially if somebody has cognitive impairment. Mm -hmm. They may not be able to tell us mm -hmm. what's going on. So we have to have a unique set of skills mm -hmm. to be able to discern what is actually going on mm -hmm. with this um, individual. And sometimes they come in with altered mental mm -hmm. status mm -hmm. and they because they can't tell you what's going on. So what, what happens if someone comes in and get a diagnosis of altered mental status and it's delirium? What is that, what's the risk of that? What well, when somebody comes in with altered mental status, you quickly have to discern, do they have delirium? And delirium is acute neurological insult, and actually in literature they call it an acute medical emergency because there's something going on with the brain and we have to figure out in a timely manner what it is. If you call it altered mental status, you may be less uh, reactive and you may, you may overlook uh, that this patient has multiple causative factors that could cause this neurological insult. And some people say altered mental status, and if the patient has cognitive impairment, they say, oh, they just have dementia. Mm -hmm. So you may overlook what actually is really going on. But when you talk about delirium, it has certain features mm -hmm. we have to pay attention to. Altered mental status is the mm -hmm. primary one, but then you have to discern do they have a problem in attention? Mm -hmm. And do they have a problem in disorganized thinking? Mm -hmm. And you also have to look at level of consciousness. Mm -hmm. So this is really important for you to identify the difference between altered mental status and delirium. And just going on with the patient that has dementia, cognitive impairment, think about it. If they can't tell us what's going on, mm -hmm. And so sometimes that's what happens. They, they, their mental status becomes changed. And so now it's up to us mm -hmm. to figure out what's going on. And if we miss the diagnosis of the delirium, their mortality and morbidity is significantly increased, whether it's in their hospital care. So it's a bigger deal to, it's not, it's a big deal to miss yes. this diagnosis and to just put altered mental status. We have to figure out what's the cause of this delirium, if we possibly can. So it's a big deal. because, And we have all these elderly patients, Michelle, as you, you know, mm -hmm. you know, that are presenting to the ED and it's hard to figure this out that's why the part of the level one accreditation is uh, doing these screenings exactly exactly and that is they're very adamant about that that is one of the screenings that we we need we need to do because we have to figure it out are they have an infection mm -hmm. is it something metabolic mm -hmm. it could be as simple as pain maybe yeah. they have a toothache yeah. and that's why they're acting bizarre yeah. we actually have mm -hmm. to figure it out what's going on maybe they're maybe they they have urinary retention because mm -hmm. sometimes medications yeah. can cause urinary retention. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have, mm -hmm. uh, they can't go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. 
You know, they, they have fecal impaction. We just have to figure it out what's going on yeah. with this population. They deserve it. And you touched on the, uh, the next big topic we want to talk about. The elderly have significant uh, medication list when they present to the ER. What are your thoughts on how we handle a patient who comes in, whether they're with the question of delirium with us medication or they come in? What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, we know that the older adults are the highest consumers of medication. Mm -hmm. It's not uncommon mm -hmm. that somebody comes in with five or plus meds. So when somebody comes in and whatever chief complaint they're having, we need to look at their medications mm -hmm. and really identify, are they on any medications that could potentially be causing mm -hmm. what their, their chief complaint? And so we look at uh, some of the meds that are inappropriate in this population mm -hmm. is uh, medications, I'll just throw one out, that it could be Benadryl. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we'll look that somebody's on Tylenol mm -hmm. PM mm -hmm. and maybe they came in for a fall. Mm -hmm. Is that because of the Benadryl that mm -hmm. they're on? And as we know that Benadryl can cause some sedation, can mm -hmm. cause some confusion. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at a list of medications, and actually, Dr. Beers, mm -hmm. in, uh, he created in 1991, he created a whole list of medications that could potentially hurt a pay, mm -hmm. an older adult that can cause some side effects. And what happened is that, unfortunately, he passed away, mm -hmm. but he was the pioneer of looking at this in the older adult population. And the American Geriatric Society said that we have to continue this on. So they continued updating the beers list. We have a new list out right now in 2019. We can get that from the American Geriatric Society. And it actually lists out the medications that are inappropriate in this population. Also, they have a list of medications that could be in, uh, inappropriate for certain types of conditions too that we need to be aware of. But also always, always recognizing too that you are also the emergency mm -hmm. care pro mm -hmm. physician provider of care whether you're a physician mm -hmm. assistant or a nurse practitioner that you also have that thinking cap mm -hmm. so even though that medication may be inappropriate mm -hmm. and you can't find an alternative mm -hmm. medication that that just heightens your awareness that you need to be more careful mm -hmm. and scrutinize this patient for adverse uh, risks. Risk. Well, Michelle, I want to thank you for talking to us about this um, new geriatric level one accreditation. I think you're doing amazing work here at St. Mary Mercy in Livonia and throughout the country. Actually, you travel to kind of help with the other accreditation and teach. And I think we want to leave the public here with the thought process that when you have an elderly patient, one, Think about if they come in with altered mental status. Is it infection? Is it medication? And if it's medications, look, are there new medications? And also, when you look, when you're treating an illness, think about that bears criteria. It's easy to look that up. Look up the criteria to see, am I gonna harm this patient by giving an opioid? Should I be trying to do a block for that patient? Or should I be giving an older patient Benadryl or a benzodiazepine? Think about these issues. And this is where we're going right now to do a holistic care, looking at the whole patient. Um, right. Okay. right, right, exactly. Mind, body, and spirit, and that's what we need to do. Thank so you. thank you for thank inviting me today. You're welcome. We may invite you again. Thank you very much, ladies, and thanks for listening, everyone.